Oh, g'day, you bloody champions. It's Jumbo, it's Harps, it's me, it's Craig Anthony, it's you, it's us, it's life. Shit. I love doing this stuff. Hope you're great. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're enjoying these little kind of investments that I'm making every day or this little time I'm spending in the words and ideas and thoughts. Hope they resonate. Hope they're valuable. Hope you're doing something with them. And if you think that they add value to your life, Bloody terrific if you'd steer someone in the direction of the podcast because then we can get sponsors and then I can pay for mum's hip operation, you know, and nah, just gagging. But if you've got people to tell that you think would uh, benefit from this, that would be bloody terrific. I want to talk to you today about a thing that I've spoken about many times before, but not so much on this show, and I haven't really defined it. And that is high performance. So the question today at the focus or the central question today is what is high performance? Um, and how does that relate to you? You might not see yourself as a high performer. You might never have been called a high performer or maybe you have. So there's what I would call a typical high performer is generally when we're talking about that, we're talking about somebody who does great in you know, somebody who's often elite in a chosen field, be that sport or politics or creativity or entertainment or science or medicine, um, somebody who is what we would generally call uh, excellent or elite or a leader in their field, um, they fall into the high performer category. And while that's cool, and I've worked with lots of those kinds of high performers in the past, lots of people who are killing it in business and entertainment and the creative arts and performance. Ah, and of course, elite sports teams and individuals. What I want to talk to you about today is the other kind of high performance. And maybe the reason I'm more passionate about this kind of high performance is because I'm not the first, I'm not the first kind. I'm not the natural high performer. I'm not super smart. I'm not, I don't have great genetics. I'm not a great athlete. I'm not a great anything. I wasn't, my default setting is not talent, although I have some talent and I have genetics and I have some potential as we all do. But rather, this is a conversation or this kind of high performance is about you getting the most out of you. So high performance in this sense is your ability to optimize, maximize, tap into, leverage off whatever it is that you do have to work with. So that could be time, that could be talent, that could be resources, could be uh, what you're doing with your health, cognitive function, um, happiness quotient, career, sporting performance, could be your ability to navigate pressure and chaos and all the unpredicted stuff. So for example, I don't have great genetics. My default setting is uh, what we would call um, classically endomorph, which means I gain weight quite easily. I gain fat quite easily. I can put on muscle, but I find it easier to put on fat. So with most of my, you know, academically, intellectually, physiologically, um, creatively, musically, <laughs> pick a field, pick an area. I would say that my default setting, and this is not being self-deprecating or loathing, I would say that my default setting is typically um, somewhere between not great and mediocre. But what I love about mediocrity, and that's almost sounds like a weird thing to say, what I love about mediocrity is that sometimes, sometimes being not great at something 
lights a fire. And for me, it lit a fire. So because I wasn't the natural athlete or I wasn't naturally super fit or lean or I wasn't a great student or I wasn't a great natural um, performer in, in any real area or field, but I wanted to be. Like I didn't want to be mediocre. So I think there's mediocrity, which is maybe we might say what our natural state is, like what you've been given to work with, but then we can rise above that kind of default setting and produce amazing and awesome and elite and high performance by optimizing, maximizing and leveraging what we've got to work with. So, you know, so I figured out very early um, that if I didn't eat a certain way, exercise a certain way, create a certain lifestyle, embrace certain habits, patterns, behaviors, and choices that I would be stuck in a fat body for my whole life because it's very, very easy for me to be fat, to be obese, to be unhealthy. And if I had have taken that route, which would have been the path of least resistance for me, the broad path, not in the narrow path, um, I don't even know if I would be alive because I'm 59 and touch wood, I'm relatively fit, healthy, lean. I have good co body composition. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I've never been drunk. I don't do booze. I exercise um, productively and constructively most days, nearly every day of my life. Um, and this is hardwired into who I am and how I am. And this is not uh, this is not an accolade or this is not a pat on the back. This is just something that I've chosen. So high performance in this sense, is more tied into your ability to effectively utilize and optimize what you've been given. So we can't change your genetic disposition. We can't change your natural level of talent or ability. Um, we can't change your default setting on virtually anything. But what we can do is take that starting point, take those genetics, take that creative talent, whatever it is, a one or a nine, um, take that athletic ability, whatever it is, and then we can develop skill and understanding and resilience and capacity and growth. And so somebody who is not a natural academic can get a PhD and become a professor. I remember um, Professor Carl Krasinski that I've spoken to a couple of times over the journey, who's very well-respected, very knowledgeable, um, super high-performing academic I think his IQ is average or maybe even slightly, I think his IQ is like 106. I'd have to look it up and I'm just talking off the top of my head, which is not to say he's not smart. He's really smart. But he would say himself, he's not a natural genius. He's not a natural academic. He's not a natural default setting intellect. But what he's done is he's taken his mediocre capacity for learning, his mediocre intellect, perhaps, and we're just talking about statistically there, and he's capitalized and optimized. And now in his field, he is well and truly respected as a high performer, a researcher, a scientist. And I think before that, he was even a medical doctor. And so, you know, um, being frustrated uh, and wasting energy on what we could have or should have or would have been had the cards fallen a different way or we had different parents or different genetics. Well, one, obviously it's a waste of time, but also it's a vast waste of energy. And so, so here are a few questions to ask uh, or or some advice from me on how to be a high performer. So, and th this is, you know, this is not a revelation, but number one is do the hard stuff. Why do the hard stuff? Because when we go where we grow, 
So we do the things that most people would avoid. So train hard, perhaps exercise your body consistently, um, become a lifelong learner, um, uh, put yourself in environments or situations where you're not a natural fit, perhaps where you're, you're not the smartest in the room, you're not the most skilled in the room. As I always say, embrace the white belt, become a white belt as we do in different martial arts and be prepared for the onslaught. But what you do is you keep showing up, you go where you grow and you develop skill, insight, understanding, competence and resilience over time. And then over time, not because of your natural default setting, but because of your thinking and your work and your application, you become a high performer in that space. Number two is make difficult decisions. Quite often in terms of exploiting our capacity, exploiting our potential, Quite often the things that we need to do are not the things that we want to do because on a level we are hardwired for comfort and convenience. And comfort and convenience do not equal growth. Comfort and convenience do not equal high performance. Number three ties in with the first two really, which is take the narrow path, which is essentially do what most people won't do. You know, when I talk to them, by the way, I'm no example of high watermark, but when I talk about... um. In fact, yesterday I went across to there. There's an IGA right up the road from me, and I went in there to grab something. It's a small supermarket for those who don't live in Australia. And and I'd, I'd never noticed, but they have an alcohol section. And I said to the guy, oh, I didn't even know that you sell booze. He says, yeah, we've – I went, oh, yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't drink. I probably don't notice it. And he goes, oh, how long have you been on the wagon? And I said, 59 years. And he went, what do you mean? I said, oh, I've never drunk. And he laughed and he goes, as if. He goes, as if. And I said, no, I really haven't. And he goes, really? He was blown away that an Australian male has never had a glass of alcohol. I'm not saying that's a good thing, right? I'm saying that was, that was a thing that I needed to do to optimize me. I know that if, because also I have a capacity and a propensity for uh, ex excess and for addiction or addictive tendencies, if I started drinking, I probably would have been an Australian champion. I probably would have fully embraced it. So I'm glad I didn't. Number four is live your goals, truth and values. No brainer. And number five is get up, don't give up. And so the challenge for us, you know, is, is not to be the best. The challenge for us is to be the best version of us based on what we've got to work with. And by the way, only compare you with you. Past you, current you. See you next time.